Welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Coco, and today I'm going to give you a quick recap of what happened in Serpent and Dove by Shelby Maharan. So this will have spoilers. So if you have not read Serpent and Dove, then you probably don't want to listen any further. Um, This is really for those who are about to read Blood and Honey or even Gods and Monsters if you're doing a recap of both. I'm going to have an episode over both Serpent and Dove and Blood and Honey since Gods and Monsters comes out on July 27th, which is Tuesday. Okay, so this is just going to be what I remember, so it may not be completely inclusive. Um, The book club that I host on Instagram with my friend Siobhan, it's called Live with Coco and Chi, and we go live every month and discuss a book that we read as a book club. Um, So we read Serpent and Dove in June 2020, and then we did Blood and Honey, mm, I guess it was October. Yeah, it was October 2020. So we have IG Lives um, saved on my Instagram, which is at the bookkeepers page. You can go watch those. They're like an hour each, um, approximately. And that's going to have like all of my reactions to the book. Whereas this podcast is going to be more of a recap with a little bit, without any of me inserting what I thought about the book. So if you want my reactions, check out my Instagram, find that IGTV. If you just want to recap, then keep listening here. We will be um, reading Gods and Monsters as a book club for August 2021. We haven't set the date just yet, Um, so you'll just need to check out my Instagram because that's where all the info comes for that one. But if you want to read Gods and Monsters with us, you're welcome to do so, and we'll be discussing it in August. Okay, so Serpent and Dove kicks off in the city of Cesarin where witches are being hunted by the order of the king. King August Lion is his name. So you don't really know much of the history just yet, but witches are being hunted. So the king has an order of basically holy men. They are called chassers. May not be saying that right, but you guys know me. We're just going to go with it. Chassers. Chassers are the holy men, kind of like the police of the area, basically. They carry a special dagger. They call it uh, Balisandra, um, Balisarda, something like that. And it basically is like immune to the powers of witches, that specific dagger is. Um, and This group of holy men is led by the archbishop. The archbishop has his, basically his golden boy, which is Reed Dickery. And Reed is our main male character in the story and the love interest that goes forward. So Reed is like the golden boy. He um, works for the archbishop. He has a buddy called John Luke. John Luke is a bit jealous of Reed because of his position. And then we also have Ansel, who is kind of like, Ansel's not a chasser yet, but he's like in training. He's almost like an intern to the chassers. 
he's very innocent and like chaste and just like an all-around sweet cinnamon roll of a character really loved Ansel so that kind of sets the world you have this world witchers are being hunted by this group and then our main character her name is Louise LeBlanc we go by Lou and Lou is a witch now there are two types of witches in this world you have a Dame Rouge which is a blood witch they are rare and then you have a Dame Blanche which is uh, a white witch and they use more like earth magic so that is what Lou is she is a Dame Blanche and Lou is living in the city of Cesarine, and she is in hiding not only from Reed and the witch hunters, but she's also in hiding from her own mother. Her own mother is Morgane LeBlanc, and she's known as La Dame Sorceress. She is the leader of the Dame Blanches, and she tried to sacrifice her daughter, Lou, Whenever Lou was 16 years old, Morgane slit Lou's neck and sacrificed her with the goal that it would end the bloodline of King August Lion so that the witches could regain their land and come back into power and no longer be hunted and prosecuted in this world, which was the goal. So we have Lou and she is a very spunky, determined to live female heroine and she is hiding from the witch hunters and she is hiding from her mother. Lou's best friend is Cosette which she goes by Coco in the book. Coco is a Dame Rouge, a blood witch which is rare as we said before. They're BFFs and always stay together. That's basically Lou's only person. Um, Lou also introduces a character which is kind of like an ex-boyfriend. His name is Baz. And we meet him early on in the story too. Okay, so now that you have like the basic world set up, the story opens with Lou and Coco in this brothel. And they are with um, a lady that works there. Her name is Babette. And Babette has brought them in and she puts them in a room to where they have a peephole into one of the brothel suites. And this brothel is owned by Madame LaBelle. Madame LaBelle is meeting with this aristocrat of sorts. His name is Pierre Tremblay. So Madame LaBelle's meeting with Tremblay because she is wanting to purchase from him a witch artifact. It's a magical object. Um, We know it as Angelica's ring. Tremblay is known to deal in witch artifacts. And even though it's, you know, strictly illegal and a big no-no. So anyway, so Lou and Coco are getting to watch in on this discussion between Madame LaBelle and Tremblay. And Tremblay says, yes, I have the ring. It's for sale. I have it stored at my house. So then Coco and Lou decide they are going to go to his house and try to steal this ring because she, Lou believes that this ring can help offer her protection because she knows that her mother is going to be coming for her. 
Other things worth noting about the Tremblays at this point, which will be more important for the blood and honey, is that Tremblay had two daughters, Philippa, who died, and Celie, who is Reed's ex-love interest, who he planned on possibly marrying at some point. So that's worth noting for the future book because they do have a longer plot thread that goes through. So Lou and Coco get Baz because he's kind of their partner in crime. And those three go to Tremblay's and try to break in and search for the ring. Well, things go a little bit badly and the Chassers show up. And this is kind of an important moment in the book because we learn more about like how the magic system works. So we learn for Lou magic comes at a cost. And so she has to break her finger in order to unlock a door, or she has to give away her memories in return for something else. Like everything has a cost to her, or perhaps it's her sense of smell or her eyesight so that she can, you know, maybe you lose your eyesight so you can hear better or vice versa. So we learn more that magic has a cost for her and magic works kind of like a muscle. So the more you use it, the stronger you are, the less you use it, the weaker you become. So Lou has been in hiding. And so she obviously hasn't been using her magic as much. So she's not very strong in this book. At least at this point, she's not. Um, we also learn that magic has a very distinct smell. So whenever Reed and the other holy men are hunting for witches, they can smell magic in the air. So they know that a witch is nearby using magic just by the odor. So they do find the ring, Angelica's ring. Lou finds it. Um, but as they're getting busted, the three trio of friends split up. So Coco escapes and Baz is captured. And then Lou is almost captured, but she puts on the ring and she disappears. Reed sees this happen and he realizes that he has seen Lou somewhere before. And like the previous night, there was a parade in town with the royal family and Reed bumped into Lou as she was coming out of Pan's Patisserie, which was like a bakery because Lou's obsessed with sticky buns. And Lou was dressed up as a man, which is really funny because women are obviously suspicious because only women can be witches. Um, so she dresses as a man sometimes when she's in town. And he bumped into her and kind of had like a moment where he see, saw her and she saw him. And it was just kind of a, like when you meet someone and you're like, huh. But then you kind of keep going. But then later, like you realize that there was something there. So anyways, so Reed and Lou had kind of had this weird encounter the night before. And so when he sees her the next day breaking into it, he's like, oh my gosh, I think that was the girl from the night before. So after Lou escapes, she decides to head back to where she's been kind of staying at, which is Solel at Luna Theater. It's a local theater that does productions and they kind of have like this attic space where Lou has been crashing basically and staying at. So Lou heads back there, uh, but Reed sort of tracks her down and he follows her. And it's kind of a funny moment because it's like a cat and mouse 
type of game and he's, you know, trying to pursue her and she's resisting arrest, obviously, and like fleeing. And he doesn't know that she's a witch, but he's intrigued with her and he knows that she's involved and he definitely smelled magic. So, I mean, if we're being honest, he probably knew, but he's pretending like he doesn't know at this point, fighting against his instincts. So he's chasing her. And then there's a little bit of a situation to where she trips and then he falls on top of her and then the curtain pulls back and it's pretty scandalous looking, which for a holy man that is, you know, the pet object of the archbishop, that's a very precarious situation for him to be in. And so it looks like that he either attacked her or they were in like a love tanglement or something. Either way, it does not look good for Reed's image. And with this holy world, image means a lot. So the archbishop says you have to marry her. And Reed is just completely aghast about this. Like, what? I have to marry her? I don't even know her. And Lou's in a weird position because on one hand, marrying a witch hunter is like pretty dangerous. But on the same side, like Reed, you know, is going to be basically in an oath to protect her no matter what. And like, she's like, you know, keep your enemies closer type of situation. And if anyone can protect her from her mother, who is basically like the queen of the witches, it would be the church. So it's kind of a a weird situation that lose in altogether. And she doesn't really fight it. She's like, let's do this. So we're in one of my favorite tropes, which is a forced marriage, fake dating type thing. So Lou and Reed get married to save face for that embarrassing situation where he was trying to catch her to interrogate her. And then it ended up being a whole thing. Lou moves into the church compound, so to speak. And while she's there, she wanders around because that's kind of what Lou does. And she sees Baz in a cell and she talks to him for a minute. And Baz basically is like, I'm weak. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I have to get out of here. And really the only leverage he has is that he knows that she's a witch and he knows that Coco's a witch too, which is valuable information to the Chassers. So... And that moment, Lou knows that if she leaves Baz, he is going to snitch on her. And so she takes his memories. Obviously, this magic is a cost to her and she loses some of her own memories. And we begin to see that Lou's a bit reckless. And Lou is, she will use magic in a way where she sacrifices pieces of herself, which in turn, you know, over time could make you less human. Um, But that's just the kind of the situation she puts herself in and that's what it is. So why Lou is living here underneath the Holy Men watch, we notice that she gets in trouble a little bit. So Reed says, Ansel, sweet little Ansel, who is the chasser in training, you are assigned to babysit Lou. And it becomes one of the funniest things because Ansel is like really easy to embarrass. And obviously he really wants to do a good job because he's trying to impress everyone else because he wants to be one of these holy men, but he hasn't been indoctrined in yet. So he's trying to make them happy. And Lou is just really hard to manage. Um, Poor Ansel. He really had no choice. It's really funny because several times Lou would like break out in some very improper 
songs and tunes and get really loud and sing bar songs like Big Titty Liddy. And when she would do so, it would embarrass Ansel so much, he would agree to almost anything to get her to be quiet. And so that's kind of how she would manipulate him a little bit so that she could wander and explore and check the place out. And in the exploring, she discovered she starts smelling magic. She's like, that's weird to be in this church full of all these holy men and to smell magic. What's going on? So she explores and she discovers there's like a hospital. But to me, it felt more like an asylum. But it's like a hospital on the top floor um, where they are treating people who have been inflicted by witches Um, and she finds that Coco is there and Coco is there in hiding is like a nurse Uh, which is great because this is the first time we've seen Coco since we got split up at Tremblay's house so Coco spends some time with Lou they work on practicing their magic together so that Lou has more control and can make better choices so that she's not sacrificing key parts of herself but is improving her magic and how to work it in the best way and because the hospital kind of has an odor of magic already it really disguises the magic that Lou and Coco are doing as they begin to get a little bit stronger Um, at some points I don't remember exactly what happened but um, Coco ends up leaving with Bo and Bo is the prince of the kingdom son of King August Lion so Coco and Bo kind of run off they're kind of like a flirtatious thing and it's it's time for Coco to go. Meanwhile, we have Lou and Reed who are getting to know each other and spending more time together. And we discover that Reed likes to experience and read um, like romance novels. Lou finds some love letters that he had wrote to Salee, his ex-lady. And they just kind of start to tease each other and start to get to know each other. And you can tell that they are beginning to develop some type of feelings. But obviously, Lou is still hiding her witch heritage. And Reed is still hunting and burning witches at the stake. So it's not a happy-go-lucky marriage. It has its complications. But over time, Reed and Lou start to develop feelings together. And that moment that it all comes together is Lou takes him to the theater where they first met. And she shows him the room that she used to stay in. And then they go onto the rooftop and they have a beautiful, consensual moment of passion together and it's got to be one of my favorite scenes so beautiful he says where you go I go where you stay I will stay he makes all those promises to her and they finally consummate their marriage on this rooftop but all good things must come to an end and soon Reed discovers Lou's secret it all starts off where Lou is with with the archbishop one day and a traveling troop comes in and they perform a show and it's about a holy man falling in love with the witch and having a baby. And we realize in that moment that the witch is actually Morgane LeBlanc, Lou's mother, and the holy man that fathered her child is the archbishop. So that is the parentage of Lou. 
and it's kind of a big moment. And then the witches attack in the city, and Lou flees. She meets up with Reed. A witch attacks them, and Lou has to use her magic in order to fight to protect herself and to protect Reed. In that moment is when he sees her use the magic, and he is betrayed and upset, and whenever the threat has ceased, he sends her away. The bad part is, is that her mom is there ready to pick her up, and she does not have the best plans for Lou. I mean, she already tried to slit Lou's throat once to sacrifice her, so can't be good. So Morgane LeBlanc takes Lou back to the chateau, which is where all of the Dame Blanche witches live. We discover that there is a big witch spiritual event coming up that's called Modernites, and Morgane plans to sacrifice Lou again to complete the ritual, which will kill all of King Lion's bloodline so that the patriarchy gets taken out and the witches can come back into power is the goal. So they need to sacrifice Lou for the greater good. And this is where the whole gang kind of gets together and you see Coco return with Bo and you have Madame LaBelle that returns, which was the owner of the brothel. And we have John Luke, who's Reed's jealous friend, starts joining the chassers to kind of hunt down because the archbishop and everybody is looking for Lou and they're hunting for Morgane LeBlanc as well. So everybody's kind of searching and everyone ends up at this ritual. Whenever Reed gets there, because he feels awful that Lou got taken and he knows what could possibly happen. Reed gets there. He sees Lou again, get her throat cut. And in that moment, he sees a thread because with Lou's magic, she could see like golden threads and that's how she makes her choices. And he saw a thread between the archbishop and Lou. And in that moment, he decides to kill the archbishop who is like his mentor and his father figure and Lou's real father. He kills him because magic has a cost. And we realize in that moment that Reed is a male witch and he saves Lou's life by sacrificing the archbishop in that moment. And so the group escapes. John Luke, who is his friend and fellow clergyman, sees Reed murder the archbishop, which is blasphemy. So now Reed's a wanted man. He escapes with our group. Madame LaBelle was hurt, but she is saved. But while she was hurt, she confessed that she is actually Reed's mother. Because Reed was an orphan and was abandoned. So he never knew who his family was, which is why he was so attached to the archbishop. And we learn that Madame LaBelle is Reed's mother and his father is King August Lyon. So if Lou was to be sacrificed and the whole king's line would die. That would include Reed. So things just got a lot more complicated with all those parental reveals. Our crew escapes to the wood and they don't know what to do because now they are going to be hunted by the church. They're going to be hunted by the king. They're going to be hunted by the witches, Lou's mother, to complete the sacrifice. And they're not sure where to go and what to do. And Coco says, we need to go see my aunt. So remember that Coco is from the Blood Witches, the Dame Rouge. And we haven't met any other Blood Witch besides Coco because they're not as populous as the Dame Blanches. 
So we leave off and we're expected to go see the Blood Witches, which is going to be exciting. And figure out what the fate is of our group of mischiefs, which include Bo, Coco, Ansel, Reed, Lou, Madame LaBelle. Again, check my next episode and I will continue and give a recap for the second book in this trilogy, which is Blood and Honey. Thanks.